listening to Tarot Visions. You lucky devil. Hey, Jamie. Hey, Rose. How's it going? Not bad, considering that, you know, California is burning. But, you know, it's not too bad. It could be worse. Well, How's it going up where you are? Some bad news for you. Oregon's burning, too, and so is Washington. Okay, so basically what you're telling me is we need to bring some magic to the podcast so that we can, like, think happy thoughts and and add some joy. So what do you got for me? Hit me. Oh, my God. Let's see here. Well, I think all of us on the West Coast are doing a lot of rain dance type stuff. However, that's not really working too much. So... Hmm. Let's see here. You know what's fun? Bunnies are fun. Bunnies, bunnies are bunnies, fun. Bunnies are good. But um, hmm. Uh, let's see here. Mermaids. Mermaids. Mermaids are good. Mermaids are good. Oh, um, but yes. Horses? No. <gasps> Unicorns. Oh. Unicorns are magical, aren't they? That's what we need. We need. So, okay, so who should we bring? Okay, now you got to make some suggestions to me. Who are we bringing? Okay, um, well, we can't, uh, I don't know the creators of My Little Pony, sadly, so we can't bring them on. And I don't know how much tarot they would know, although I'm sure somebody out there has done there a My is Little a unicorn- Pony deck. Yeah, there's, there is a My Little Pony deck, but but I think are there need something a little bit more. Well, I know there was the, the last unicorn tarot, but again, I don't know any, the creator or the artist of that. Um, um, okay, wait, 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 no, no, I got it, I got it. I have a friend, she made a crystal unicorn tarot. <gasps> oh, see, now that brings two magical things together. Yes, Can we yes. Do- okay, well then, how All right. are we going to um, Okay, well, I've got stones, I've got my labradorite heart here, I've got some amethyst. Some you- amethyst and some glass. You right, have a so- unicorn horn, don't you? Somewhere, yes, but that's, we'll just, we'll bring that in in a minute. What else do we need? But no, we need a unicorn horn, and I'm seeing one right on your head. Right now. Oh, right. Yeah. Okay, so, all right, fine. Turning it on. It's lit. Now what? it's blinky. Okay, well, her name is Pamela Chen, and um, hmm, she also likes, well, she has dinosaurs. Well, they're not like real dinosaurs, but they're chickens, you know, which are pretty much modern day dinosaurs. So I think we need to like cluck or something or get an egg. And cluck. Cr- well, I, I can. Ba-cock! There we go. I can, I can, I can. Yeah. Bok, 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 bok. Are yeah. we chickening in a Pam? Okay. Well, I mean, what? I No, well, it's done. It is done. Alrighty. <laughs> the summoning circle is complete. Hey, Pamela, are you there? Hello, I'm we... here. I am the call of the cluck. The call of the cluck. Brilliant. The call okay. Of the dinosaurs. I'm... Yay. That was a great summoning circle, guys. Well, so you yeah. have to have the right set of stones, I think. Yeah? yeah. Yes. That should work. So hello, Pam. How are you today? Hi, good. Thank you so much for having me here. For those that don't know you, can you tell us a little bit about yourself? Sure. So I am the creator of the Crystal Unicorn Tarot and the Witchley Academy Tarot and Owl Tarot that's coming out with Llewellyn. So I am a coach for a unicorn success coach, actually. 
for creative intuitives who wants to magnify their radiance and just tap into their inner magic. And uh, Lisa and I, who you guys all know probably, <laughs> are, are also um, spiritual mentors for entrepreneurs who are ready to create a soul aligned business that is connected with their mission and their passion and to just kind of draw all of their gifts together. Wow. That's powerful. That's a lot that you do. So let's see here. God, there's so many questions we can ask. (laughs) I guess one of the questions I have is why unicorns? Why, you know, so, you know, it's really funny when you guys start out with the mermaids, because I think I was, well, I was like, I'm a mermaid for a whole year or two. And then after that, somehow the unicorns just came. And I think when I, you know, I don't really even like to go to the beach. So I was like, hey, I'm not a mermaid anymore. <laughs> Interesting. But, um, the unicorns came and right after I was like, oh, unicorns. And I really tapped into that energy. Um, I was able to, I, I was able to see like new possibilities come into my life. Mm. That's fantastic. So you tapped into the power of the unicorns and then you brought out the crystal unicorn deck. Can you tell us a little bit about how you created that deck. I mean, when I first saw it, I thought you drew the art. And then I was shocked when you told me you didn't. So yeah, tell us about that. No, I am not an artist. I tried to draw and Lisa laughed at me. So so, um, I just wanted a, I just wanted a unicorn tarot for myself. At that time, that last unicorn wasn't out. There was no unicorn deck, which I was really surprised. But I guess this was still in the beginning energy of the unicorns becoming popular. So I decided I wanted to create a deck and I reached out to Lisa, who was my tarot mentor for the longest time. And I knew that she just came out with the deck and she agreed to help me create and write the guidebook. It was just for myself. And she actually looked at it and she's like, you need to sell this. And, um, you know, because my, the artist is actually my best friend's best friend and she, her unicorns are just so cute. And so, um, I was like, okay, I'm going to do it. So I decided to do a crowdfunding and everything just kind of went through there. And I didn't even realize that it took me down this debt creator path. Did you ever think about that you were going to create decks at all before creating your personal deck first? So I think a couple years before the Crystal Unicorn, I tried to create like a moon oracle, some kind of deck. It didn't work, <laughs> but it was just, it was just, you know, I, I tried and it didn't work. That's fine. So this time I decided, okay, I need help, right? So mm-hmm. um, I needed to find a coach or a mentor or someone who knows what they're doing. And of course, Lisa came through. So uh, I never thought that I would be, I just kind of went with the flow and whatever came up. And it's, I think it's just a passion for me. It's really fun to create and think of all these new ideas. And when you see your ideas come into like that artwork, I think that's the most amazing feeling. How was it collaborating with somebody on the deck? Yeah, for the Crystal Unicorn, it was Mm -hmm. really easy. I think this was like the, you know, that magical inspiration deck. Uh, It just kind of flowed out of me. Well, basically, I told her, just make Rider White Smith into unicorns. Gotcha. (laughs) Like, that was it. (laughs) We just had to decide on the colors and stuff. But overall, it was a really easy process. So I've got the deck. And the one thing I liked, the one thing that surprised me is that how pastel it is without feeling very pastel. It's a very, it's very child-friendly, very appropriate. And yet there is some gravity to the deck. Do you think that that was because of your uh, collaboration with your artist? Or is that just how you intended it? Like you said, you sat down, talked about the color palette, and then she went with it. 
Yeah, I think I didn't want like a too pale of a pastel to be drawn out. I still wanted that vibrant energy to be in the deck. And I never, you know, a lot of people are like inner child, inner child, but it was never created to be an inner child deck. It was just like my outer child deck. <laughs> gotcha. Um, what did you see the purpose of the deck being for if it wasn't an inner child deck? I think it was just to have to to bring tarot into the modern world to be easier for the beginners to read because everybody connects with unicorns so you know mostly you buy buy it for the artwork so if they love it then they'll be drawn to it and it can introduce them into the world of tarot and how did you find tarot when you first because that's something we've skipped over because we we've seen that you've connected to the moon and stuff but that didn't you know strike your fancy so what how did you realize that tarot was your thing Hmm. as your magical expression so I think actually the reason why I hit hit up Lisa was because she was my tarot mentor. So I learned how to read tarot from her. I'm not, I think when I was like 15, 16, I walked into Barnes and Nobles and I saw like a fairy tarot deck. It might've been an Oracle. I don't know. And I was like, oh, I, I want to learn it. Um, and at that time I could not figure it out. Like I was staring at it and I could not figure this damn thing out. So I shoved it, you know, and then maybe when I came to Vegas in my twenties, I dabbled back into tarot again. And, you know, there's, there was more information out obviously. Right. And so that helped a lot with learning. Yeah. And I, I, I don't know why I think I was just, I just wanted a unicorn deck. Like that was like my main thing. (laughs) It definitely suits you well. I mean, you have how many unicorn onesies these days? Yeah, five. Five of them? Okay, yeah. I thought you only had three. So you've gotten a few extras since I yes. last talked about them. That's amazing. <laughs> yes, I know. Like, yeah, you definitely embody the unicorn spirit, at least, you know, my mind. Um, out of the two of you, out of your mentor and your partner, Lisa, you are definitely the unicorn portion of that. The cool thing I like, one of the things that sets you unique apart from some of the other interviewees or interview um, people we've had on the show is that you've done both an indie deck mm. and now you're doing traditional publishing decks and books with the Wellen. That's pretty awesome and amazing. Can you tell us a little bit about your journey between the two? Yes. Like I'm really, really grateful, super grateful for, you know, this opportunity from Llewellyn with Lisa. Um, So she actually, so we were, we used to, we used to teach deck creation to our students. And in one of the courses I decided to create with them because I like to work with my students. And so I started to create the Witchland Academy Tarot, which wasn't that at the time was something totally different, (laughs) but it evolves. And um, by the time I submitted you know, the art description and all that. Lisa's like, oh, you need to submit this to Llewellyn. Let's, let's do your proposal. So I'm like, okay. I never, I never thought of traditional publishing. And I think I kind of snuck under the radar somehow. And because I think they were just like, they thought maybe they thought it was Lisa's or something, but I snuck in there with my artist and we, you know, it was really amazing, (laughs) but maybe, um, but I'm like, really, I was really actually, you know, Jamie actually went through this with me when I was writing the guidebook because it was my first one, um, you know, for traditional publishing. And I was like stressed out in the beginning. <laughs> Jamie, That's our no, Jamie. She's texting. helpful. Yes. Yes. She's super she's, helpful. She's very helpful. Thank you. So 
you you're, you're you've made this deck so please mm-hmm. back it up a bit and the witchling academy yes yes witchling academy tarot so it is coming out um march 2021 and it is um pre right now on, on amazon yay <laughs> so so my i found this artist i was going to self-publish until lisa told me to go with Llewellyn. and i um you know i got my artist and she's really young she's like 19 and as we created this deck we both learned so much things about traditional publishing about how you know for how to create i at a higher level because you know with a publisher they expect more so we had to give it our all and i feel like throughout this journey we really leveled up ourselves we learned so much so that was a really magical um experience for me can you tell us give us a little bit more into what is the witchling academy and who you envision the audience for it Yes. So Jamie is actually, are you the Knight of Wands? I think I put her as the Knight of Wands. I, I think, think I am. Are. Yeah. I think she's writing the tiger. <laughs> so um, the audience for this and is for, again, um, more of a newbie readers who is attracted to, who's curious about magic. So this deck is about, um, you know, Witchling Academy. So you are invited. It actually takes you on the journey because it you know, you're invited to go on this, to go into the school, to learn magic. And the tarot is what teaches you. So you learn about the four elements, which is connected to tarot. And I actually have a quiz that gets you selected into one of the houses. So the house of the elemental magic. And um, you follow, there's kind of a story to it. You follow the main character who is our fool, Charlie, and you follow her through her adventures and how she learns and how she has all four elemental magics with her. So she has to learn how to balance all of that. That's fantastic. I love how creative you are because I know you've got all these other projects in the hopper. Um, what I'd like to also know is, do you give readings to other people or are you just in into tarot for the creation and the um, product portion of it? So I used to give readings to other people. I still give readings maybe once or twice a year, I would say to, you know, people I've already read for. Um, I would say I mostly use tarot for magic, for spells and rituals and for devotion, like for my altars and stuff. Um, And of course, my daily readings for myself, but I don't really read. I don't really read for other people. Yeah. So it sounds to me like it's time to start looking at maybe your next project being the book about using your tarot for magic, because I think that's a great combination of the two is something I do as well. So that was really nice to hear that I'm not the only one. Yeah. Um, Yes. And hearing how other people do it. So what, what kind of, what inspires your spells specifically when you're doing tarot spells? How do you decide that process? What does that look like for you? Um, so actually my spells are really simple and it's really physical. I like people to do stuff or eat stuff when we do spells. And I like to use the stuff that is already around us. So tarot, candles, crystals would probably be the main and probably essential oils or something. So I have like my main materials. And then I usually, my most common spell would just to shove everything in a jar and do a jar spell. 
shoving the jar, light the candle, do your intention, and boom, magic. <laughs> That's fantastic. So what is it you would like to share with our listeners that they could do? Something quick and simple that inspires you, that you do on a daily basis that you, that you could share. Something, um, something quick. So what Lisa and I teach is we do pull when you want to work with the energy of the card, you can consciously choose the energy that you want to work with. And because tarot is all symbols, you can choose. So nine of pentacles would be for that harvest, that success, that abundance. I work with the nine of pentacles a lot for our business to call in the success. And so I would put the card on our altar and an altar can just be a little space that you um, carve out for yourself anywhere. And I just put, um, I know Jamie um, Sawyer makes these little cute card stands. And so I just put on the card stand, put a crystal on there. And every day you can just go in front of it, light a candle, you can journal in front of it and see what messages, what energies you have for that day to help you, you know, call in that abundance, like the next physical action step to take. Wow. That's fantastic. Well, I think Listeners, you've now learned that magic is simple. It's not, doesn't have to be complex. You don't have to buy all the tools before you start doing the work. And that's been really a great message. Thank you, Pam, so much. Um, Jamie, is there any other questions you have? So the only other thing I have is what's next? What's coming up next? Because I know you have a bunch of stuff at least on the traditional publishing side that's coming up. And then where can our listeners just, if they want to get in touch with you personally, where can they find you? On sure. The so what is next? So we have the Witchling Academy Tarot coming up March, 2021. The Crystal Magic Book, I still don't know the title, is coming out with Llewellyn sometime 2021. We have an Owl Tarot coming up um, 2023 with Elizabeth Alba, the, create, uh, the artist for the Every day witch tarot so uh, she's in the if you go on her instagram page you can see the drawings like it's amazing like i'm i'm so i so love it i love everything and uh and i i am working on my next um magical book it's not tarot or it's not right now anyway lisa is helping me <laughs> and um and actually lisa and i are just uh uh, really busy right now, um, you know, teaching our students in our programs. So we do teach tarot, we do teach magic, we do teach everything in there. And you can best find me on Instagram, Pamela Unicorn, or we have our private enchant group that we do a lot of experiences, master classes in there. So if you just want some magic, drop on by. You can go to, again, my Instagram to get all the information in the link in my bio. Awesome. Thank you very much. Yes, thank you so much. And one more thing, listeners, because you all know we love coloring. There's a coloring book. I'm just going to hype that right now. And it's available now. So I just ordered it. Ha! So thank you so much, Pamela, for, for dropping in. And Jamie, thank you for doing all of the recording. And I'd love to say thank you, Kendra, for the beautiful music we're so excited to have. Uh, and we will see you soon, listeners, or hear you soon, listeners. Thank you. See you guys soon. Thank you for listening to Tarot Visions, a podcast for the modern oracle. To keep the conversation going, 
find us on Facebook at Tarot Visions US or follow us on Twitter at Tarot underscore Visions. 